Hello and welcome to First Impressions with Rick and Dan. First Impressions with Rick and Sick Dan. Please ignore my nasally voice. I got AIDS from a movie we watched <laughs> called The Marvels. <laughs> This movie was chosen by unpopular demand. Uh, <laughs> Rick dragged me to the cinema. I was crying. I was screaming. I needed my dummy. <laughs> I did not want to see this film. Rick, why did we see this film? <laughs> because we've seen all the Marvel things and we have to continue watching them until we die, as Kevin Feige wants us to. Well, I didn't watch all the Marvel things. <laughs> In fact, I have a lot of questions now. Yes, I imagine you do. Okay, so... Morning, morning, spoilers ahead. I have watched everything. I could not bring myself to watch Secret Invasion. I watched the first episode and I just... It was so dull and mm-hmm. so poorly made yeah. that I couldn't continue. And it is so far the only thing that I have not watched from the Marvel Cinematic TV Empire. Mm-hmm. I haven't watched Captain Marvel. You haven't watched Captain Marvel, no. but you've seen the sequel now, but you haven't seen the first Yeah, one. I don't care. Okay. Well, I have a lot of like, detailed questions, but also I just got it anyway, so whatever. Mm-hmm. It doesn't really matter. I haven't watched Ms. Marvel. No, I trudged through Ms. Marvel. Yeah. It is a TV show that is in no way aimed at my demographic, which is good that they're trying to hit different cultures and it's trying, they're trying to include. That's very cool of them, but I didn't get a lot of the stuff in it and it was very much aimed towards teen girls mm-hmm. and that's not me, as you'll be surprised to know. And I watched WandaVision and that was the worst part when that character showed up uh, <laughs> and she got powers. She's for completely some shoehorned in for no good reason. Yeah. So, yeah, great. All these three great characters we all know and love. Uh, Brie Larson, everyone loves her on the internet. Mm-hmm. I want to say, though, pretty good. I think she found kind of the role. Okay. In the first movie, the clips I've seen, and in Endgame, she kind of comes off as smug. Everybody says she seems smug, and I just do not understand. This one was pretty going. good. I felt yeah. like she kind of found the character, although there was some really clunky lines. It was really hard for her to get out. <laughs> Okay, let's just go back a second. Let's go back. Okay, a okay. Because you think that she's found the character compared to all the other films you haven't seen her in. <laughs> I've probably seen Captain Marvel in clips, you know, floating around on the internet. But in the Endgame, she's in Endgame. She for, ruins. For she about ruined Endgame. Thirty seconds. Yeah. What do you mean she ruined Endgame? Because at the end, Thanos, a big ship comes down, and I was like, oh. What are they going to do now? And she just comes and destroys it. Mm-hmm. She's too powerful. She still gets her ass handed to her by Thanos. I guess so. Let's, let's actually make an episode of it. Let's talk uh, about it. Like, break it do down. Break it down a little bit. Okay. Um, but my first question to you is, you haven't seen these things. How important would you say it is to have seen everything else before seeing this film? Not at all. Not at all. This is the most formulaic Marvel movie that's ever been formulated. And that's my one-sentence review. <laughs> um, in terms of, if you've seen a Marvel movie, then you've seen this. This is like the quick notes version of every Marvel movie. Okay. There's a bad guy. She wants revenge. There's a MacGuffin and jokes. Forced in jokes. You got it. 
Do you need to know that Marvel shoots laser because of this and that? No, you don't need to know. She just does. And it's fine. It doesn't really matter. Does it really matter that Kamala's little bracelet has another pair? No, it doesn't really matter. It's just a MacGuffin. Nothing matters. At the end, it, we realize nothing matters because they give one person all the powers and it's all vague anyway what they can do and it just all blends together in this puddle of meaninglessness. But would you have that same attitude if you just watched literally just Endgame? You, you would have that kind of like, there's a bad guy, okay, there's a MacGuffin, they're trying to find the, they're going, trying to find the stones in time and it gets to the end and no one really cares. Like, if you hadn't watched everything before it, you, you wouldn't have that kind of, oh my God, it's everyone. And it, oh, yeah. You know, when he, Captain America picked up the hammer and it's like, whoa, if you'd gone into that final film with none of that before it, you, that's how you would feel. Because I've seen Ms. Marvel. Mm-hmm. I know what the band means to her. Yeah. And I know where she got it from. I know the cultural and spiritual and personal significance to the whole thing. Mm -hmm. Yes, that stuff could have brought another set of meaning to the items, but they didn't feel important, really. They were just a means to an end in this film. Okay. (laughs) But isn't that true of all of it? Like, isn't that true of the Infinity Stones are a means to an end? Captain America being in a pod and becoming Captain America is a means to an end. Um, Iron Man building his suit is a means to an end. It's Yeah, but those movies are fun. <laughs> and this one was just like a sludge. Had, this was fun. I was surprisingly almost kind of maybe like the first one third. <laughs> the amount of things you put in front of that. It needs, it needs a lot of qualifiers. It was generic as fuck, but surprisingly well done, well made. And then it just it became like the Cliff Notes version of an Avengers movie. We gotta find the MacGuffin as bad guy. We gotta introduce contrived drama between the characters that could have been resolved by anyone talking to anyone at any point. But that's not the story that's when gone before it. In Captain Marvel, she yeah. leaves when Captain I Marvel got leaves that from yeah. this. Yeah, but that's the story. You, you've picked up where the story left off from the last film, and you've picked up from where the story left off in WandaVision. But what I mean is. Well said. <laughs> it should have been meaningful in here by bringing them up, by just hitting it quickly and then quickly resolving it. Okay, so I've read a few articles about the director wanting to keep this film about an hour and 40 minutes. Yeah, thank Uh, fuck for that. Yeah, because a lot of films are too long at the minute and it stops a lot of people going to films at the moment. Yeah. That's why recently Killers of the Flower Moon just bombed so hard. (laughs) People don't want to sit in a cinema for three hours and a quarter. It's, I don't even want to do that, and I want to see the film. Yeah. It's it's a double-edged sword, because it's, I appreciate that they trimmed all the fat out, but somehow they made all the drama meaningless, you know? Okay. There's two kinds of dramatic plot points in this, which is one, Carol and Lady... Monica Rambo. Monica Rambo, First Blood, Part 2. <laughs> um, Captain Marvel left when she was a kid, yep. and didn't come back because she was Space Hitler which was my favourite part of this movie. <laughs> <laughs> she, 
I was space Hitler. I was too embarrassed to tell you. But the, uh, we have to, we're family. We have to stop by each other. But I was space Hitler. Anyway, just just, okay. uh, just a little I'm, bit. I'm gonna let you. I'm gonna let that one pass. Okay. I'm, I'm not gonna argue with that one. You're incredibly wrong, but I'm gonna let you have it. That's right. It's funny, so it's fine. Um, and then the second plot point is Lady Cree was wronged by Captain Marvel, Space Hitler version, <laughs> and both of these plot points could be resolved if they were just talk to each other like just a little bit the main bad guy and the main protagonist yeah if they just sat down and had a chat yes can we call her this is what i was doing while watching a film i was workshopping her name okay right because she looks like amelia clark right and she has a hammer so her name is now mc lira clark <laughs> wait i can't say that MC... It's a shame the film wasn't longer, actually, because you you'd have had longer to workshop that name. I wanted to bring up MC Hammer okay. and Amelia Clark. MC Amelia okay. Clark. Go on, defend Space Hitler. No, no, I'm, I'm going to let you have Space Hitler. Yeah? Yeah, yeah, go for it, yeah. But you you don't agree with it? I don't agree with it, no. But could... she describes herself as Space Hitler. She does not describe herself as Space Hitler, <laughs> even a little bit. She yes. only destroyed one planet. She didn't destroy one planet. She destroyed the AI that kept the planet alive. She destroyed the AI that was bent on taking over the galaxy. <laughs> okay. So they were, instead of taking over the galaxy, they all had a civil war so and they did it to themselves. What you're saying is uh, she's space Stalin because <laughs> <laughs> she stopped space actual space Hitler from... <laughs> and then the country imploded. Yeah, so. exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, Space Stalin. <laughs> I'm glad I'm glad we found the coming ground. <laughs> this is might be that I don't see some of this yet, but why is some of the Cree blue? Why is some of the Cree human? Because uh, the Cree Empire takes over planets, I assume. Okay. Because if you'd seen the first one, Carol Danvers is a Cree warrior. Okay, I got that. That's when she's space Hitler, because <laughs> she's. That's when she's invading other planets okay. to take them over. Space Stalin, the we already established. Yeah, but she was space Stalin. Then she joined so that she could be. No, she was space Hitler. Well, she was space Nazi, and then she's. Oh, you're space confusing Stalin. the metaphor a lot. She was. She established that the Kree AI was space Hitler, and then she. But she was working for the. Sp- the space Hitler. Oh well, so she, that's that's also true for Hitler and Stalin because they did like have like a little short time when they were like let's work together. Mm-hmm. So you know it's perfect actually. <laughs> um, at first I thought Ms. Marvel's powers come from her bracelet. Mm-hmm. So what does the bracelet actually do on her? I was wondering that. I have a vague recollection of Ms. Marvel where because the bracelet gave her her powers, but she keeps them even though it's off her. For mm-hmm. a short time, I think. Yeah, and she her powers work without it. Yeah, that surprised me as well. Yeah. By the way, if if you're listening to this section, like just go and watch the things, and then you can skip. Or if you, <laughs> or if you have already watched all of these things, you can skip this section just, entirely. Just watch ten hours of Marvel <laughs> quickly, and then come back. Or if you have already, then you know, um, write your answers in. Well, in the comics, she's an Inhuman. Yes. She had the Sterogen Mist or whatever it's called. So, I don't know. I'm just confused, yeah, I guess. That's not in, in the MCU. Yeah, because there's at some point where it's like Nick Fury says, leave the bracelets before meeting the bad guy because that's all she wants. Yeah. And she's like, nah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm like, why not? Her powers work without. 
I think she needs like to recharge or something. I don't know. Okay. Okay. So I actually quite enjoyed this film. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's a huge, huge improvement on Quantum Mania, Ant Man, and the. I disagree. And Ant Man and the No One Cares, Quantum Mania. I didn't hate or love Quantum Mania. I thought it was just almost like an episode of a TV show, like a mid-season episode of a TV show. <laughs> but I didn't hate it, and at, at least I think what goes for it is all the creativity with the creatures and the, that kind of stuff, uh, the world. You mean the half-CGI'd creatures that the old yeah. people in the show can't interact with properly? Yeah, well, I'm not defending it, I'm just saying <laughs> that's that's that gives it some sort of creativity. Guardians of the Galaxy was okay. Oh. Okay. It was good. I don't even count as MCU almost. That's mm. like on a different level. That's, those are real movies. <laughs> I thought it was fun. It was punchy. It was over quite quickly. Yeah, I like that part too. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, it's just so like... I, aren't you tired of this formula? It's the same thing that happens every movie. The same fucking thing. I think the dynamic between the three made it different enough that I enjoyed it. Okay. I'm probably giving it way more credit than it's due. It's about... Girl power. (laughs) About, like, people like Captain Marvel was being idolised as Captain Marvel and also being idolised as, like, this Aunt Danvers. And it's about her just being human and then them getting to know each other and realise that they're all just, you know, people. Are they? Are they not just, like, uh, action figures come to life? (laughs) Did you love the Disney princess segment? Uh, I, Which is almost like insulting. <laughs> insultingly bad and pandering to little girls. I think that was the joke. Or at least that was mm. what they were trying to do with the joke. Well, that's your opinion. But mm. I think that was the joke. It was so bad. That's when it really turned for me. So they just land on this planet and they say, everyone sings here. And that's how they speak. At first I thought, oh, that's a, like an interesting, cool idea. But then... It turns into this thing where uh, Captain Marvel says, oh, I married this prince on this planet to get him out of a legal problem. She literally sparkles and <laughs> and has a, has a Marvel um, dance clothes, dance ballroom. Yeah, like a Captain Marvel ballroom game. Yeah, and they dance and they sing. And I thought, wow, this is like insulting. Let's do something for little girls. I think that's the joke. I think you don't hire the director of Candyman and not have that be a joke. It's not a joke I found funny or enjoyed. Yeah. <laughs> but it's. I, I think that was the joke. Like, aren't you tired of the formula of this fucking weekly bad guy, MacGuffin, wants revenge, we gotta band together and we gotta learn to work as a team? No, I think... Because I like the Marvel film so much, it's like watching it again, but with different kind of different characters, mm-hmm. you know? The quality is not where it used to be, but, I mean, at the moment, I would never, you know, go and watch the original four film, mm-hmm. because I don't need to watch that. I'm watching the Marvels. It's the same thing. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think that's very sad, really, if anything. I think this is, if you want to get into this conversation, I think this is why mostly Marvel's doing bad, I think, right now. This is why they're scrambling and the numbers are dropping. They're scrambling because they've released too much content. They've released too much, but I think secondary to that is that when Iron Man came out in 2008, just think about the the world 
the superhero world before 2008. It's kind of embarrassing to make a superhero film. Like all superhero movies where in the comics it was like a Galactus, he was like a purple space guy. In the movie it had to be like a cloud because they were like embarrassed to show that. And somehow John Favreau and Robert Downey Jr. stepped into kind of this formula of kind of doing it right and take it seriously enough in in the right places and the funny way in other places but the problem is this was 15 years ago and now it's become a formula in 2008 till 2019 endgame it was very fresh and nice and it was interesting now it is the status quo and it's become boring to people i think I think they're just not diversifying as much as they used to. Mm-hmm. Iron Man was like an action film, but like as it was, four was this like a space drama. Captain America, the second one at least, was this like spy intrigue. Yeah. Even though they kind of followed the same formula, they were different genres of film. Yeah, for the large part. I do actually think like the problem. I start to see the problem in like Thor Ragnarok, where they wanted to mash the story of Planet Hulk into it. And that story doesn't work with, like, uh, this weekly villain. Like, I think that's what they need to get away from, kind of, the the weekly villains. And yeah. in the comics, there's lots and lots of examples what you can do. Like, if you just get rid of a villain, there's X-Men, there's, like, social issues you can do. There's, oh my god, there's, like, you know morality dramas you know yeah. lots of things you can do just get get away from this don't try to squeeze in jokes where right? it's inappropriate all the time and that's it that's my uh that's my uh, advice to kevin feige who's listening <laughs> i think the race to produce content has created a lack of creativity mm-hmm. they were doing the tv shows in a crazy way where they didn't have showrunners did you know that no they didn't have showrunners. <laughs> Why? Yeah, they just kept pumping. This is what I'm saying. They just kept pumping out yeah, shit. Yeah, but like, uh, you need people with a vision. Secret Invasion mm-hmm. was almost done by the guy who did Mr. Robot. Okay. That would have been amazing. That guy is a real creator, but they got rid of him and the show was like, whatever. Yeah. Another problem is, I think, which is the phase one, two, three. That was a Thanos, right? Yeah. It felt like it was building to something. Oh, God, yeah. Don't even get me started on the current MCU. It's not even like... You haven't even just got bad guy of the week. You've got big bad guy of the week. Yeah. Because you've got people in the multiverse that are coming to get you. You've got the giant thing in the Eternals that no one's mentioned since then (laughs) that was going to destroy the planet. What is it building to? Yeah. It feels like it should be Kang, but it doesn't... Like, it doesn't feel like it no, is. It is. It doesn't feel like anything. And it, the Thanos thing was very clear. Yes. There's the five Infinity Stones and Big Purple Man. Yeah, by now, you should see a big bad start to emerge. Or at least some kind of consistency in who that's going to be. Yeah. What's the Avengers? Who's leading the Avengers? That yeah. should have been an Avengers movie by now, I feel like. Mm-hmm. The TV shows should be... They should be unrelated to the films they can be affected by the films but they shouldn't affect the films mm-hmm. you should not have to watch a 10-hour series to understand why ms marvel has two bands 
or it has one band and is looking for the second. Yeah. That's 10 hours of your life you're never going to get back. Yeah. Because it's not a particularly good show, mm-hmm. in my opinion. Let's go back to the film. Okay. She was fucking annoying, wasn't she? Who? Um, Ms. Marvel. Ms. Marvel. Every review I've read of this film is like, she's really good. <sighs> there's, I, two, there's two kinds. I didn't like the performance. Okay. This is toned down compared to Ms. Marvel. Yeah. Every single person, like, if you found them annoying in this, times it by two mm-hmm. and watch it for 10 hours. She was annoying, and in the writing sense, I don't think a fan character as a main character is a really good idea. It's just kind of like if in Incredibles, Syndrome was a main character. Okay. You know, a bit cringy, I guess. Mm-hmm. Monica Rambo, First Blood, Part 2. <laughs> Boring. That's shit. Yeah. And then Brie the Cheese Larson. <laughs> I've got names for everyone. Surprisingly, okay, I think she found the character, but they gave her all the clunky dialogue and she was struggling. It's when they land in the field, the wheat planet. <laughs> yeah. They land in this reshoots field. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> reshoots field. <laughs> That's good. <laughs> Cheap location. Yeah, it's really exposition is like. I'm sorry to leave you when you were young and I didn't come back because I was space Stalin and uh, <laughs> you know it's just like oh so clunky and bad and awful. I enjoy the dynamic of all three of them. I think it's interesting to put a fan next to their idol mm-hmm. and see how that works. If anything Monica Rambo was a bit by the side more of like a buddy movie between them two would have been better yeah she was kind of like the third wheel yeah and that wasn't the idea of the film the idea of the film is them two are supposed to have this like special bond mm-hmm. that's unbroken and then this person's here <laughs> yeah what was her name at the end did they ever come up they with didn't a they didn't come up with a name in the end that's so disappointing because <laughs> they have this running joke thing where they're like Oh, I'm Ms. Marvel, and I'm Captain Marvel. Let's call you Professor Marvel, or Nova, or something. Come on. What is her name in the comics? I don't think she exists in the comics. I, I think, think she does. I think yeah. she's got a name. Does she? Yeah. Um. I think I've heard it. I'm going to ask the producer. Yeah, so she was in American Comics and Marvel Comics, created by Roger Stern and John Romita. Romita. What kind of comic nerd are you? I don't know, John Romita. Photon. Okay. Why don't they say that? Because that's what the joke. Uh, it's just whatever. This whole movie is just whatever. This is what I was afraid of. This is why this movie gave me AIDS. What did you think of her sacrifice? <laughs> Air quotes. <laughs> what did I think about her segue into introducing the X-Men into the Marvel uh, Universe? Let's talk about that. Okay. So there's two, isn't there? There's two. Is there two bits at the end? Oh, yeah. Kamala Khan meets the new Hawkeye. Yes. Girl Hawkeye. Yes, that's what I was getting to before. That's the next Avengers film. Young Avengers. Young Avengers, yeah. Yeah, and they kind of spoof the Nick Fury kind of stuff, which was almost funny, but it went on way too long. Yeah, whatever. (laughs) Why would you go to Hawkeye first? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> you know well she did say like no, sorry do you know Ant-Man has a daughter <laughs> I just, assume she went there first she should have gone to the ugly Hulk's child <laughs> first 
<laughs> At least he's more useful. You go to Hawkeye first because they're, they're definitely going to say yes. Then you've got a bit of a party going, you know. You've got two people, You more people going to be enticed to join. <laughs> finally, someone picked me. <laughs> I enjoyed it. I thought it was finally a teaser that meant something. At least it's building to something. Exactly. So many of these things have been like, there's a sphere in the desert and you never hear about it ever again. Yeah. A hundred and five hours later, mm-hmm. you still haven't heard anything about it and it's stupid. Yeah. And the next big whoa moment yep. is the whoa on the CGI beast. Terrible. This has always been CGI, right? No. You look shocked. He's never <laughs> been CGI. He's always been makeup. Really? I mean, I guess the transformation itself was CGI, but the person was not. It's Nicholas Holt in makeup and it was... Kelsey Grammer. Kelsey Grammer in makeup. The oh. weirdest casting ever. It is, but I do love that. And what's weird about that casting is they've kept his casting. <laughs> that was still Kelsey Grammer's voice. Really? It sounded like it to me, yeah. Okay. But that was like terrible... Featureless beast CGI. Yeah. Ugh. And then it's just confusing, right? So now uh, Monica, the Rambo First Blood, the original First Blood, means her mother is alive in a different universe and she's an X-Men in the world's ugliest X-Men outfit. So why is that design? Yeah. It looks awful. Doesn't she like take off a robe or something? Or yeah. Flies, and it has, this, flies like, it has this musical sting of like, oh. And it's like, oh, what? Awful, awful design. It genuinely looked like someone cosplaying, like <laughs> yeah. a bad cosplay of yeah. a, a good superhero. Cosplays are way better than that. I would have liked to have seen new X-Men, you know, just recast them, start again. You don't need to bring back Kelsey Grammer. <laughs> uh, uh, do you think they're going to wake up uh, Patrick Stewart from his grave <laughs> to play <laughs> Professor X again? Well, they have. He was in well, yeah, I know that. Madness. I know that, but he died now, right? Or something? In one universe, yes. <laughs> no, I mean in real life. <laughs> oh, Paddy Stewart, probably. He's gonna soon. It's about his time. Do you think they'll bring back Ian McKellen? Oh my god. Is he alive now? <laughs> he is, kind of. He doesn't do movies anymore, he's so old. I'd love them to bring back these old cranky people. <laughs> Now that's a good superhero film. Just these, all these people in an old folks' home. Uh... <laughs> I still enjoyed it. I thought, like I said, it was punchy, it was quick, it was a good time. Title of your sex tape. <laughs> I had hopes were in the beginning of some well done sequences, but yeah, it's just the formula. It's so fucking boring now. I can't. Yeah. Bad guy of the week jokes shoved in emotional moments was undeserved emotional moments not built up at all um in this movie okay. i don't care i don't give a shit <laughs> the emotional stuff from the mcguffins and the whatever's yeah it's just a whatever it's just the ultimate whatever film the moral of that story is if you're going to watch the sequel of a film watch the first film <laughs> and the series and, and, and to the two of the series and, and the twenty hours worth of series. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's twenty-two hours of homework you got to do. I just don't. I can't imagine that giving it that much depth. You know, mm-hmm. like I can't because it just felt so one-dimensional. Here, yeah. there anything else in this movie? Cats. Oh God, that also felt like kind of pandering to little girls. Cats. Yeah. 
cats that eat people with tentacles coming no, out of their the, mouth. Not the end when they're like, oh, kitties, oh, go. When they're like, no, nah, cats. that's not. Also, why did they have to be CGI cats? Cats are famously untrainable. <laughs> they are, but they never do anything specific, kind of. They just fuck around, like all cats. Well, they need to shoo them into a place. You can shoo a cat. No. You <laughs> There's a reason. It's the difficult expression is it says. It's like herding cats. Because they just oh. don't do what you want them to do. They've created this whole scenario where they become necessary. Oh, our spaceship's down and all, all like half of the escape pods won't work. What can we do about it? Yeah. These cats. This is a better point than me saying that drama fed on the mention it felt like this is what needs to happen now mm-hmm. and so it happens and this is what happens now and this is happens it's just the scenes of that this movie okay where are all the avengers when the sun is getting sucked off <laughs> <laughs> where are the avengers anyway who's left that's the problem I don't know. where's spider-man when you need him yes but <laughs> web the sun spider-man <laughs> <laughs> like you always do. <laughs> He's an Avenger. He should do something. Yeah, Hulk. Yeah, just jump into but, the space. <laughs> but that's always a problem with these movies. Like it's solo movies anyway. Where yeah. It's like where's all the fucking Avengers? And you need them to web the sun. <laughs> but, <laughs> Go on, Hawkeye. <laughs> Solve this one, bitch. <laughs> Got this cold fusion arrow. <laughs> By the way, before you write comments, I know what cold fusion is. I just know that in movies they use that because cold. Yeah. Yeah. And quantum. Yeah, quantum and cold fusion means cold. It's cold, right? Because it's called cold fusion. I will give this film a 5 out of 10. 4. Okay. That's a surprisingly high number, seeing as you've you've used the word hate in this episode (laughs) quite a few times. (laughs) 3. (laughs) <laughs> you convinced me it's just it's more what I was expecting if this came out in 2008 this would be an amazing movie yeah yeah okay but it's just come on let's do something different now yeah it's time to do different I think the year off you know take 2024 release Deadpool because everyone's going to go see Deadpool no matter what what turd it is and then come back in 2025 with some new ideas some fresh approaches Stop pissing off directors by over-complicating things or over-shoving things down their throat. Yeah. Let them do their thing. Hire showrunners. Hire people with the vision. They raise the sun, and then at age 14, they just let them go in the world without any <laughs> anything. Without no one to help. No support. It's stupid. No, that's how we were raised. So. <laughs> <laughs> that's true. Don't support space, darling. <laughs> Can you play us off while I lie there? <laughs> Links and study. Cool. Thank you for listening to um, Dan dying slowly in the corner. <laughs> uh, that was genuine. I didn't fake that. It does it sound like I faked it, but I didn't. <laughs> Don't forget to share, like, and subscribe to all of our various socials. We are on Patreon, and for only £1 or $1 a month, you can get an extra bonus episode every month. And don't forget to do some stuff on Instagram, because that's what we want people to do. It's hammer time. (laughs) (laughs) 
ねえねえ。バイ。バイ。パトレオン .com スラッシュアイヘイトユアムービー。リンクインザデスクリプション。